Okay, fill up the whiskey glass. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. We got Close some freaks on the yeah. loose. Close the doors for, we'll tell you what in a minute. And the reasons we're locking our doors now. Tyler, you can't talk like a mouse this whole episode. I'm not, you want to scream? You're literally talking, like, talking like that. I'm literally not. Yes, you are. Like, I, would you have an outside voice? Yes. You want to have an outside voice inside? Yes. While recording a podcast. Yes. That makes no sense. Okay, well, too bad. What's up, guys? This is Shelby, and welcome to Not Your Regular Coach Podcast. Are you ready for this moment? You own it. <laughs> you only got one shot. This is <laughs> not Mr. Chance to lock the door. This, <laughs> this is your one chance. Okay. Can you hear me? Or do I have to well, come right up here? See, you need to see the blinds. I, think I genuinely need you're to come. You're going like, you're like, oh, Shelby, I'm speaking in my, I'm speaking in a normal voice, but ne- I have to be right up next to it like this. And I'm literally going to punch you yeah, in the head. Yeah, you have to be right up next to it. That's literally the point of a mic. You have a torso the size of a fucking <laughs> elephant. So <laughs> that's not going to work for most humans. <laughs> I really hope they put this in the podcast. <laughs> Will you put the it elephants in? Elephants even have big torsos? No, I was just... main, I meant giraffe. Okay, for the record, in case anybody else needs to know, I meant giraffe. Tyler just called me an elephant on my recovery podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just leave this as a podcast. I think we should just do this every day. Listen to Vita; she's having a meltdown in the background. I'm calling you an elephant. You're drinking Whispering Angel. I'm having whiskey. <laughs> Like, we're switching off between the two. All right, all right. Locking our doors. Uh, we're getting serious here. Okay, we're getting serious. Hello, everyone. This is Shelby, and I have a very, very special guest, Tyler. Hello, everyone. This is my husband, if you didn't know. We are literally sitting in our living room right now, drinking wine. Our dog just knocked over the mic because she's humping the other dog. Yep. And if I haven't ever seen anything that was more fitting for this situation then I don't know what to say. But basically, we have the most epic story of our lives. So we definitely needed some wine for this. We needed to lock our doors and literally hunker down in our living room on our couch because we genuinely almost died. I don't know where to even start. Like, you know what? I'm going to just start off with this sentence. Tyler brought me to a cult. (laughs) Uh, yes, that's essentially the summary of this entire episode. So, okay, we need to start from the beginning because I'm not even, this is just like, this literally has nothing to do with eating disorder recovery, but like, if we're going to talk about real life, we need to get into this because clearly both of us need to work on our uh, nativity, 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 (laughs) whatever. We're too naive and we're too trusting. So we're just going to give a little PSA out here to everyone else because, oh my God, this past weekend was not okay. So Tyler, why don't you start off by telling us how you met Culty Jones? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to redact the names and uh, do everything we possibly can to keep safe here. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Naive me was on the golf course. Uh, Shelby and I were at a wonderful vacation uh, down, sort of a staycation down in well, I'm not even gonna say where it was, but we're at a staycation. <laughs> we gotta be careful here. Yeah, it's actually scary. Like we have, we genuinely have to be careful. So we were at a staycation, and Shelby and I were golfing, and Shelby doesn't golf, so she was taking care of the dogs. She ran to go take care no, of the I dogs. No, I really just pieced out. Yeah, she pretty much just pieced out. So she pieced out, went back to the room, did her thing, and I just kept playing golf. And this uh, gentleman came up and 
behind me in the golf cart and was a single golfer playing behind me as well. And so I thought, oh, cool. That would be fun to kind of just like hit with a, you know, a fellow golfer on the course. We get to small talk and lo and behold, he is also visiting from uh, Los Angeles where we are. Now, the preceding months are a little bit confusing because I don't know how to describe it, but he was an older gentleman and I didn't think anything of it because it was just golf and majority of golfers that are playing as singles are probably older and it's not like, you know, you're going to meet young 20s and 30s golfers on the course. So, I was just like, okay, well, he wants to go play golf and so we kind of kept in connection with this person. Lo and behold, he wants his partner to go and have dinner with Shelby and I a couple times. Um, and it just kind of evolved into this... Golf buddy relationship. Yeah, and a very strange dynamic, I guess. They wanted to know a lot more about Shelby and what she did. and just They read of, this bitch all wrong. Yeah. They, they really did. <laughs> like, sorry, if you guys are listening to this, think again. So they read me correctly, apparently, in my uh, naive mind and kind soul or whatever you want to call me like i just i couldn't believe that this happened and transpired <laughs> however the preceding months were just basically normal a, a fairly normal conversation back and forth it was like this person was messaging me saying like oh this is my golf shot today you, you know and i played in a tournament with him and it was like it, it just didn't seem abnormal. And so it wasn't like there wasn't anything too pushy about it. But they did ask, and this is where it gets a little weird, about a retreat. So they wanted us to go. And I said, I think it would be a really good idea for you and Shelby to go on a retreat. And this was like, I think they said that. I remember hearing about this retreat the first night that we met them. So we were on a staycation when we met them at this place. It was Thanksgiving. And I remember them talking about that retreat. Like, I literally remember them mentioning it, whatever. So, honestly, pretty ballsy that they're going to say that after, like, two seconds of knowing us. But anyways, we basically keep meeting up with this couple. Couple, I think. I don't even know. Like, I literally think it's fake. Yeah, we genuinely... That's... I don't know. I, I don't think they're married. I think it's literally, like, a ploy. But anyways, whatever. We meet up with these people, like, probably three or four times. Meet some of their friends who also happen to be in the cult. Didn't know that. Um, and have drinks and dinner. And they're trying to be like so normal and funny and trying to get along with us. And it's like, didn't think anything. I am the best reader of people, but I did not, I didn't read this. I didn't read this. Um, so I'm just going to fast forward here because this is, this is the part that matters. Also, I don't even think that we've mentioned the fact that it was a cult. <laughs> Like, I think no, Shelby just guys. dropped that very, very nonchalantly. And I think it's important to note that the reason that we almost died was because we almost got inducted into a cult. Yeah, no, like, when I'm saying, like, cult, like, haha, like, soul cycle's a cult, like, blah, blah, blah. Side note, I love soul cycle. But you know how people say that about everything? They're like, CrossFit's a cult. No. No, no, no. This is, like, going to be on a documentary on TV. So anyone, like, sign me up because I want to talk about this. This is a straight up Manson cult, like, for real. So Tyler's like, oh my God, like so-and-so told me about this retreat and it's apparently about relationships and building. And so I'm thinking, oh my God, a retreat, like green juice, Reiki, a shaman. This is great. My cup of tea, like can't like wait. yoga, meditation, beautiful grounds, like grounding stuff, you know, very informative, communicative topics and discussion points. And 
the whole point was it's supposed to be like proactive in your relationship in bettering it. But <laughs> lo and behold, we find out it's not about our relationship at all. Oh, no. I guess I can't. I can't wait. It had nothing Shelby's to not do with... Shelby's not very good at sharing the mic, by the way. <laughs> okay, well, we have one mic. She needs the limelight. <laughs> so we decide to go on this retreat that Tyler hears about. He's like, you know what? This will be great. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like a retreat. Yeah, totally. Never been to one, but like I'm totally into the energy, like sage vibes. So I'm like, Tyler, what do we wear? Like, what are we doing? What what do I need to bring? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, are we doing yoga? Are we going outside? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, I don't, I really don't know. And I said, well, do you have any information? And he's like, no, not really. So basically he just went on this website because we were trusting of these people. He went on this website, just paid money to like a quote unquote donation and didn't get any information. And we just ended up in the spot. And now we're in the middle of nowhere and we're like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to wear shorts and a t-shirt, like whatever. Whoop cut to getting to this estate is what we'll call it we literally pull up and a paved road (laughs) turns into a dirt road (laughs) a dirt road turns into a gate with the security guard that won't let us in until he finds out who we are and that we are actually coming for the cult (laughs) <laughs> so oh, we're on the list like we, we made it onto the list like basically we're at the abbey we're on the list which is actually kind of a compliment like we'll take it <laughs> but 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 shelby immediately like so the the vibes that we got before shelby's very good and very intuitive right we're very different than this so shelby do you want to describe yeah so we roll up okay and we they're like here park here they have your like names it felt like summer camp at first and i was like this is so weird and annoying but i didn't get like i wasn't creeped out yet we start walking towards it's this huge property it's super nice like for sure it was it was beautiful and from second one i started asking questions i was like who owns this place and I wasn't necessarily on to it yet, but I was just really confused because I was like, "Who? what are we at? Are we at an Airbnb? Like, what's happening? So we get there. They like, someone brings us around, right? And they're like showing us, which, okay, that's fine. Like showing us the grounds. Have you guys seen the movie Get Out? Because that was the vibe. Every single person had that smiley face on. And I didn't know if we were in a simulation or if I, I, I was just blown away by it. Um, also, it was beautiful. So I was distracted by that. And I think that's kind of the point. And we pulled up in, you forgot to mention, we didn't pull up in a nice car. We pulled up in my like 2008 Subaru <laughs> that's falling apart and like has scratched rims and like all this other stuff. And so <laughs> we were definitely out of place. And so we were red flags to start with. And then Shelby started asking all these questions. And so we're, we're kind of escorted and brought in by this person. And it's one of those things where normally I think guests are just like dropped off and then they kind of mingle or whatever, uh, especially I guess if you've been there. But we were escorted and somebody stayed with us basically at all times because I think that they put up red flags once we actually came in and they recognized that we weren't the norm. Right. So we come in and what I mean by the movie Get Out is everybody's coming up to us literally with this weird ass smile on their face being like, hi, I'm Sally. What's your name? How did you guys get here? Because by the way, this 
quote unquote retreat is invite only. Hmm. Weird. So we're like, oh, we know so-and-so. And they're like, I love them. Like it was so weird. And so I'm getting all these weird smile vibes. Like it just was so bizarre. You walk into this big house in this big room and everyone's like drinking this weird water, which by the way, we think was drugged. So we'll get to that point after. And everyone's smiling and just being, it was so fake. And like, I felt so unsafe and so uncomfortable that it almost felt like I don't know like I've been in situations before that were unsafe and uncomfortable and that's the exact same body reaction I was getting and so I just kept looking at Tyler and being like no 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 like we need to leave and he has an open mind because he's like well I know these people and we just need to like keep an open mind maybe it's just weird well I thought I knew these people but clearly my judgment is clouded and now I'm second guessing my entire life so I need counseling from Shelby sincerely though we we walk in and it's just this kind of weird environment and everyone's like literally drinking the Kool-Aid no like and like a movie like it was like fake like and it was like a movie it was literally if you walked into it it was get out it it, was get out it was it was get out meets Beverly Hills like how housewives and i don't know how to describe like the environment but we definitely stuck out like a sore thumb and also stuck out in terms of our attire oh i'm rolling up in my like ripped shorts converse that are covered in mud and my crop top right everyone else is wearing like I don't even know Sunday's best like that's why at first i was like this feels like church that was my first inclination was this feels like church I swear to you, when I walked onto that property, they were like, alert, alert, like red flag. And and this is, I have to, I have to note here, but it, it's one of those things where I would have laughed at that and been like, no, Shelby, you're crazy. But I genuinely now believe with hindsight, looking back at things in 2020, the security guard like radioed in like, oh, we, we got, we got a red alert here. We, she, we got one that's uh, on the loose. She's, she's, <laughs> she's looking into things and she's being skeptical. Like I, it was, it was very apparent that we were out of place. Okay, right. So we get in and there and everyone's having their little it it literally felt if you guys it felt like I don't even know. It felt like church like the basement of church when everyone's like eating their cakes. That is what it was like. So we were there for three minutes. By the way, they said, oh, we're going to have breakfast for you. Uh, breakfast was dried craisins on the table. So, mm, okay, thanks. And then they say, we're going to go into the community room. Okay, weird. It's this air-conditioned room with this carpet. And when I say a thousand pillows, like they owned Home Goods. Like every pillow from Home Goods was in that room. And they made you take off your shoes. So I'm looking at Tyler. Like I'm literally giving him the death stare of like, what the fuck, Tyler? Like we, they're making us take off our shoes and go into this weird room. And he's just like, I can tell that he knows it's weird, but he's just trying to keep it together because he, number one, tried to do something nice for us. And this is where we ended up. And number two was like, I don't want to ruin my relationship with these people that I think are my friends. So we take off our shoes. We go into this room. This lady is sitting on a chair with a microphone and she has a binder And she's like doing like some intro. So then I'm getting even more church vibes. And at this point, I'm like, this isn't even church. I don't I don't even know what's going on. What were you thinking, Tyler? It was very, very apparent to me that this was not your standard retreat. (laughs) Um, And I, I was just hopeful that. And one of the people that we had obviously met for the beginning was there at the retreat. The other one was not. My golfing buddy was not, but his partner apparently, allegedly at least I should say, was. And so she was also being very weird and Shelby was taken 
out by this person of the room to go walk the grounds or to go to the bathroom, right? How yes. Did that, how okay. did that go? Okay, so I'm texting everybody I know and I'm like, guys, what's happening? Like, I don't know where I am. I, te- I texted this girl. I'm getting cult vibes. Like, I was like, now I'm starting to get Manson vibes and I'm texting my friend and I'm like, where, what is happening? And she's like, where are you? Where are you? So I sent her the location. She starts looking it up. They're staring at me like on my phone. Like, it's the fucking devil. Like, they're, they don't outright say you're not allowed to use your phone. But they were like, oh, are you working today? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to like, you know, buckle up or whatever, some things, tie up some things. And they were like, oh, well, it's really good to just like disconnect from your phone. Basically saying like, get off your phone. So I'm like, okay, I'm not comfortable with that. I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom so that I can go on my phone. And the lady who was, quote unquote, our friend was like, I'll come with you. I was not allowed to be by myself for one second on that property. If I had it my way, we would have been gone. <laughs> but Tyler was like, I don't know. He just wanted to like, give it the benefit of the doubt. We get into the room. Literally, I was just informing uh, her of the picture frames. Like she's all, She was the one that was obsessed about these picture frames that I didn't even see. Um, I'll let her explain this, but it, it gets even creepier. So we get into the room and... First of all, there's air conditioning. They like close and lock the door and it's kind of weird. I don't know if they locked it actually, but it felt like they did um, because when she... It was airtight, airtight. When she sat down, she said, did, did, is the door closed? Like they wanted to make sure that the door was properly closed. Um, and after doing research, Shelby found out that there's a reason for that, which we'll get into uh, a little bit later. But we get in, we kind of sit down and I'm like, trying to suss things out we go in and you know sit in the back and uh our quote-unquote friend goes and sits next to us and i was like okay cool that like at least makes us feel a little bit better at least what i thought at the time manipulation yep and then they split us up into groups so this person starts speaking and literally splits us up into smaller groups of three to do icebreakers now mind you we're a group of like 30 40 year olds doing icebreakers okay and i'm sorry icebreakers like when i did this freshman year of college icebreakers were like i'm shelby and i'm bringing sandwiches to the picnic icebreakers are not what they were doing so to paint the whole picture right now in case you're lost because i'm lost we're getting into the wine we're in the room we're in this air-conditioned weird room without our shoes there's photographs of this man everywhere framed and now they say we're gonna do icebreakers with this lady in her binder okay lady with the binder weird as fuck i mean you guys know i was already like what is happening so then they're like okay we need to do uh groups of three so come to find out we don't know this but we put it together 50 percent of the people at this retreat were new and 50 percent were members that had been there for a long time so mind you i start asking questions again because i was like what is this because it's people started talking about how they meet on thursdays and i'm like uh, uh is this like a group and so they wanted two new people per group and then one person who was like a long-term member tyler and i kept getting the most senior people and they were like you guys seem like such good people and i'm like hold up like do you guys meet on Thursdays? Like, what is this? Like, what's happening here? Or have you been here a million times? Like, who takes care of this place? 
and they were just like "Ah, you don't need to worry about it so my red flags are flying now like all over the place so they were they separate us they literally separated us so that we didn't continue this this path and this pattern. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> they separate us, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll talk about La La Land. Like this is great." And Shelby, I was like, "If he does not get it together right now, I'm leaving him. Like I'm like, if he thinks this is okay, I can't." So she persists and continues with these like interrogative questions right and uh i think that's when they also radioed in to the security guard and to all the you know surrounding i swear to god they're guards they truly are um they were even a higher alert and what happened was when i was split up i was set into a group of three new people or two other new people and another member that was quote unquote veteran i guess came and sat with us we were only supposed to be a group of threes but they saw that we were all new and so they were like oh no we can't have that so this was very orchestrated very high level planning and manipulation to make sure that we were fed the right information and done so correctly and the questions and the icebreakers that they were (laughs) asking were ridiculous and extremely odd it was Um, not bringing sandwiches to the picnic it was like what do you hope to get out of this what do you want to do better in your relationships really deep stuff and i'm like girls that's not that is not an icebreaker that's like no it was definitely not an icebreaker it was really actually for trauma bonding and so shelby knows obviously a lot about uh, that kind of experience but i didn't know about it at all and i recognized at least that that it was like oh, okay that we're all kind of seemingly bonding over and they're trying to prod and find something that they can then dive deeper into for each individual person um to to really expose right and kind of like dive deeper and, and get into so uh, shelby do you want to explain <laughs> a little bit of of what happened next after those icebreakers All right. So I'm like playing along with the game. I'm actually about to lose it. Like I'm about to cry. I'm about to throw up. That's how I felt. But I'm like, whatever, you know what? I'm going to play along with this. If I'm already here, I need to get some info out of these people. So I'm like manipulating the manipulators. (laughs) I'm like asking them all these questions. And I think that made it even more red alert. And they sent over this like (laughs) this lady in a pink sweater to be in my group. And she must be like super senior. I don't know, whatever. And she was like saying all these things about how like the community and she found her people. And I was just like, can we all take a step back for a second? Because I thought I was at a retreat with random people who don't know each other. And now you guys are all telling me that you're besties and you hang out every single weekend and you do this and that and you do triathlons together. Mm, Okay, this is not adding up. So we do the icebreakers icebreakers, icebreakers. I'm staring. So they they separated Tyler and I. He's like. Tyler's still hanging on trying. I look at him, gave him the death stare, and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And he he was like, okay. So then they're like, all right, we're going to play this little video. They played this video that was like, I, it was like memes. It was literally a bunch of memes about relationships, which mind you, apparently this group has different meetings and situations like different quote-unquote retreats for different age groups so knowing that this was the 30s age group they were showing memes which like 
okay, that's offensive, but whatever. They're showing memes and all these things and everyone's like, ha 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 ha. And everyone's laughing and like, oh my God. And I look over at the people that we're supposed to know and the smiles on their faces were creepy. And I'm like, what? I'm literally sitting there. Like, I feel like I'm an alternate universe. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And Tyler's laughing because he's trying to. I know for a fact that you were just trying I just thought that it would, it would get better, right? I thought, okay, this is awkward at the beginning and it's just going to get better. And the whole point was like this relationship retreat. And this is kind of weird, but hopefully things will will turn uh, for the better. Now, what happened next, Shelby, that made it actually turn for the worse? So we end this video. Okay, whatever. They're like, okay, now we're going to hear a word from, I'm not going to say the name because I'm literally not trying to get killed, but... There is a figure, let's just say that, that is the god of all gods of this cult, right? So it's it's literally like, I'm just going to relate it to Manson because that's like actually what it was. And so I'm just going to call him Manson, okay? It's obviously not because he's, I think he's dead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Manson character, right, he apparently isn't alive anymore. So they start playing his voice and... I don't even know. I, I actually blacked out. I don't even know what was said, but I know that it wasn't profound. Do you remember what was said? I, I can't even repeat it. It's, it was so cringy. It was the least profound things that could possibly come out of somebody's mouth about love. It was just love is beautiful. Important. If only you love yourself. All of a sudden, I turn left, and Shelby is literally bawling. Like, things are, the tears are coming down her face. And I'm like, oh gosh, we have to get out. Like, we have to leave now. And it was literally like a get out scene. And then I look around the room. Everyone else had their eyes closed as if these words were literal gospel from jesus himself jesus is here like he's he is now gracing our presence and everyone is closing their eyes and was like and so this freaky man's voice is playing saying literally nothing of substance everyone's closing their eyes i start crying bawling bawling i'm like my body was just like girl we are done we are done why are you still here i'm bawling my eyes out tyler's looking at me and He's like, oh God. So he's like, okay, Shelby, we'll leave after this. We'll leave after this. So whatever his name is, Manson (laughs) finishes his little spiel and it stops and I'm still crying. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this plays into it because they think I'm like so touched. I don't know. And it stops and the lady in charge is like, oh my God, isn't that beautiful? And she wanted us to break into groups and she was like, okay, now we're going to talk about our experience with that sermon or whatever she called it. And I was like, fuck this. I ran for the door, got to the door, opened it up, got outside, went to the side of the house. I'm bawling my eyes out. Okay. Tyler comes after me and he's like, oh my God, oh my God. Let's just uh, introduce this situation. There are people outside waiting for this to happen, right? So clearly this is not the first time. There are people outside that are set there to watch people that come out. So I come out. This girl comes by. She's quote unquote going to the bathroom. She walks by super slow, goes to the bathroom, which by the way, I'm literally right next to you. She heard everything I said. 
and she walks past me again. Tyler is like, okay, we're going to leave. We're going to leave. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is so, this is bringing up so much. This is traumatic. Like, I can't be in a room where a million people are manipulating me. That is beyond traumatic for me. So he's like, okay, we're going to leave. The girl who was walking past, quote unquote, going to the bathroom, goes back to this main lady with the fucking binder and she's telling her everything. So uh, let me jump into this part because this is where I was walking back to get our shoes. Because they fucking took our shoes. Oh, thank you for saying that, Shelby, as if I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They literally... They had our shoes. They had us take off our shoes before we got in, right? So we, we kind of mentioned that. But the reason was that they couldn't get a, have a quick getaway, literally. Like, I had to go back in to get our shoes. And so what I went, when I was going back in and walking back in, the person that had looked at Shelby and watched, obviously, and listened, went to report this to the main person that was, you know, kind of speaking at this retreat, quote unquote. I was telling her all about it. And and then the person was like, oh, quiet, quiet. He's coming kind of thing. And so I walk up and I, my shoes are past them. I have to go up and say, hi, I, you know, I just have to grab our shoes. My wife's having a very emotional reaction to that beautiful discussion. And so we're just going to walk the grounds for a little bit um, and then come back. And I had to grab my shoes, grab her shoes, walk back out and do all of this very nonchalantly so that it wasn't like we were sprinting away. And Shelby threw on her shoes. I don't even think she tied them. I think she just threw them on. And then we like walked, sauntered away as if we were going through the bushes, immediately ran to the car, turned the car on, started driving down the dirt path toward the gate to get out and what happens but the security guard pops up and does not open the gate right so we're on a secret mission right now because we're trying to outsmart these freaks that think that they have it all together and they have their plan right so so i'm crying tyler goes and gets our shoes whatever he says whatever he says they're like okay so he says we're gonna walk around right he's obviously not gonna say we're gonna leave so we get our shoes which like looking back we didn't need our shoes but whatever it worked it, we got out so it's fine we get on our shoes we run to the car we get in the car we are leaving and the guy at the gate yes the fucking gate was like what's wrong and i i don't even i don't even know what i said i was like i'm having medical problems like i need to get something and i'm gonna come right back and he was like okay So he hadn't heard from head honcho up at the top that don't let these people out because they didn't know that we were leaving. They thought that we were walking around the grounds, right? So we left and then we see Joey, the guy in 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 the thing, literally radioing up, right? And he's saying like, these people are leaving. But we, so I have to add, we fortunately got out of the gate though, because we told him that Shelby was having like a medical emergency and she needed to go get medication. That's the only reason that he opened the gate. I have to clarify that because otherwise he, he didn't open it. There was no like, oh yeah, somebody's coming up to open the gate. That's totally normal. Let's let them leave. It was, let's have a discussion as to why you want to leave before I even think about opening this. Right. It was not normal. It wasn't like, okay, bye. No, it was like this whole thing. So we got out and all of a sudden I start getting 
billion phone calls, a billion from our quote unquote friends, right? And texts and Tyler who they don't even have the number of. So meaning that they got it from someone else gets a million phone calls. Okay. So now we're driving. I'm crying. I'm like, get me to the gas station right now and get me some liquor because I cannot process this right now. We are getting harassed with phone calls and texts. The little disclaimer here, don't necessarily fix all your problems with liquor. However, (laughs) in this scenario, (laughs) it was... uh, This is a recovery podcast. (laughs) Okay. Yep, exactly. So at that point, I was then scared. Like I I wasn't really scared up until that point of like they wouldn't let us leave. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then the calls came in and I was like, whoa. I genuinely thought somebody was following us. Like I was looking in the rearview mirror every two minutes. I like pulled off to the side of the road. Shelby and I literally went on a dirt path at one point because it was one of those things where I just needed to make sure. And so I went on a dirt path. I like did a whole U-turn and like went back to a random gas station, like parked in the side of the lot behind the garbage can. And like Shelby, I don't care if it smells like we're parking here so that we don't get seen. Like... It was traumatizing. And, you know, yes, this is very different than a normal recovery podcast, but there's trauma involved, right? Um, And there was a lot of things that happened that were very much, I don't know how to describe it. I'm still processing it myself. Mind you, this was like 1030 in the morning. Like we we hadn't even, (laughs) like the day hadn't even started yet. (laughs) And I can only imagine what it would have been like at the end of the day and, and what had finished up or whatever. But... We instead decided that we needed to grab some alcohol and go on a tour. So we went back to the hotel. Mind you, I was like pulling evasive maneuvers to make sure that no, it was like almost like police were following us, but like cult members. So I was making sure that nobody was following us to make us come back or something. So we got back to the hotel. We like hugged the dogs. We were like, we're alive. We love you. And we're here. Decided we were going to take them on a hike, but we decided we just kind of wanted to just do our own thing. So we start driving. Mind you, the place that we're in apparently has wild donkeys. And this is totally besides the point, but all of a sudden, this terrible, wild, traumatic day and more, not even day, a couple hours in the morning turned into this wonderful thing of being able to go and hang out with wild donkeys and drive in this beautiful sort of uh, scenic area. And I don't know if we should put this in the podcast, but I think it's pretty great. Um, And it it just became one of, I think, the best weekends that we have ever had. It was actually became a couple's retreat because we like talked about things. We talked through all things turned out fairly well because one, we're alive and two, we're not in a cult. But I'm a little worried, and that's why we have our door locked, and that's why we closed all the windows and doors so that nobody could hear us speaking about this, Um, because they know where we live. So if you don't hear from us after this podcast, um, you know where we are. Please call Probably six feet under. Yeah. So so we leave. This is Tyler's first, like, real traumatic experience. And that's kind of why I'm putting this on this podcast, because... This is his first traumatic experience. When I tell you that he was like, wait, what's happening? Why am I not processing this? Why am I not remembering this? He fell asleep with crystals on his chest for days because I don't think that anything we say can really convey 
the way that this was beyond insane. And I know that this podcast literally has nothing to do with cults, but this is a huge, serious situation of trauma. And I don't even know what to say. I mean, like we haven't been left alone. We had to block a lot of them, a lot of numbers. It's not a joke. Like it's actually for real. And to me, it's just crazy because it's crazy that people are out there doing this. And it's also really eye-opening for me, somebody who hasn't been through that level of trauma or anything like that, and now recognizing how easy it is to fall into that category, right? And and, and for me, I have never... like. I'm always the glass half full kind of guy making sure that, um, you know, I'm seeing the best in everyone. And unfortunately now it's, you know, it made me a little bit cynical of things, but it's also opened my eyes to things and recognizing that the world isn't rainbows and unicorns and some things are very difficult and sometimes we just have to deal with that um, and work through that. And this can happen to anyone. This can happen to people who are not necessarily uh, traumatized or have like deep trauma. And that said, they targeted the wrong bitch with Shelby. Bitch has been burned. <laughs> but it can. It, it can happen to anyone. And we just want to sort of bring that awareness to it. Also making a little bit lightheartedness of it um, in the fact that we're, we, we got out, we're safe. And so we can laugh about it a little bit. But it's not your everyday activity, <laughs> that's for sure. And um, definitely a heavy learning experience for me. Right. So... Tyler is the most mentally stable person I know, actually, genuinely. And for him to go through this, I'm actually genuinely wondering, like, how how does that affect you? So I didn't think that it was going to affect me the way that it did. Um, at first, I just kind of blew it off. And I think that part of me and part of my brain actually pushed it to the side. So it said that it almost didn't happen, right? And so it's kind of like a, I guess, defense mechanism in my brain. Um, you might be able to explain it a little bit better, Shelby, but I I, I put it away. I was like, oh, that, that, that couldn't happen. Like that didn't happen, no way. Mm-hmm. I have like pictures with this person, right? I went, I went golfing with them, I went to tournaments. Like I did things and it was like a six, eight month sort of process um, and lo and behold, it, you know, come to find out that it was simply to try to recruit us to this cult. And I haven't, you know, they haven't reached out to me since. So it, it was very, very targeted and pretty hurtful, like uh, from an emotional level as well, because I thought I'd made a friend, you know, I thought he was introducing me to friends and people and like like-minded people. And he was AKA cult members. So it was just and still is a little bit hard to recognize that that actually was something that happened. And I, I genuinely, like Shelby made light of it and made a joke of it, but I burned sage. Like I put a crystal on my chest when I slept for a couple nights. Like it, I, <laughs> I did things to make sure that I was, you know, getting rid of this sort of bad energy. And I, I truly believe that there's, you know, there was bad energy there and Shelby felt it and I didn't see it. Um, and that was kind of scary to me that I didn't see that, right? And that I, I brought my wife into a unsafe space. Um, and that's what I think is eating me up the most. And where I'm going to have to do the work on is sort of backing that up and working with somebody to, to really 
recognized that, you know, I, I couldn't have seen it necessarily. It wasn't necessarily my fault. Um, this was a long play on their end to, to not try to blame myself for it. That's hard. I think that's hard from an emotional standpoint and from like a, a mental standpoint to sort of sit with. And I'm definitely going to be working with somebody to, to work through all that. So the moral of the story, be nice, be kind and be open, but don't be naive.